This is episode 25. You are who you think you are. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. What's going on? Sleek is Eric here and I'm here with Ilan. Ilan, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks. And it's awesome to be here. I'm excited about today's topic. Looking really forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Thanks for joining me. So before we get into it, uh, if you are listening to today's podcast on the release day, which will be the 8th of November, we have a free 21-day movement challenge kicking off. Uh, usually it's a paid product. Yep. Uh, but thanks to the sponsorship by VitaForce. Thank you, VitaForce. We are opening up the movement challenge for the whole month of November to the whole Sleeky community. So if you haven't signed up yet, you can do that at www.sleekgeek.co.za forward slash energy. Yep. Uh, it'll be open for the rest of November. Go check it out. Even if you are listening to this podcast a little bit later than the start date, you can still sign up and you can still join us. Don't miss out. We have some amazing prizes by VitaForce coming. Yep. We're literally going to be giving away a load of products every single day for 21 days, so do not want to miss out. It's insane, and just to be clear, it's November 2021, if you're listening to this podcast in the future. Yep. Uh, right, we'd so love to see you there. Yeah, definitely. So Ilan, what are we talking about today? Okay, so today we're talking about identity, mm. and the belief statement that we have in our Sleekic beliefs is, you are who you think you are. Okay, mm. so this is really cool, because you know the labels that we give ourselves, and the identity we wear, They've got a huge influence on our confidence to do things. Right. Those labels that we give ourselves can either hold us back, they can be very limiting. Yes. You know, I'm lazy, I'm stupid, or they can be filled with hope and opportunity. Absolutely. You know? So what does it mean to you, Eric? I mean, I know you've you've had a, an experience of this on your journey. Yeah, so this is a very interesting one. You know, I think a lot of people who don't know me, I grew up most of my life being very overweight, uh, very unhealthy, and that was all I knew. My family around me, they were all overweight. Uh, we all had unhealthy habits. And I had this fixed belief that this is who I was. I had bad genetics. I had bad luck. It was just like life was against me and this is who I was. Bad I genes. was, yes, I was this, this, this fat, unhealthy, overweight person. And that was all I would ever be. And that was my belief. And for many years that held me back. It, it kind of, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You sure. believe certain things about yourself. So whenever you try and change that, you only really try half-heartedly yeah. uh, and you end up proving yourself right. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy mm. and reinforces identity. Ilan, what about you? Have you had any uh, experiences with this kind of thing? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, many limiting beliefs uh, uh, that I've had in my life and just, you know, on the question of identity, it's, it's strange, you know, because Eric and I always talk about, in a lot of our podcasts, you'll hear that like we'll say that if you want to be a fit and healthy person, mm. you need to do the kind of things that a fit and healthy person does even before you're that fit and healthy person. So what we're really talking about is we're saying that being fit and healthy is actually an identity mm. um, rather than a diet or anything like that. So mm. what we really want to do is we want to help everyone in our community to aspire to and eventually achieve that identity. Yeah. So for me, for example, I find it crazy when I look at when I look at things now because maybe some people in the community don't really know my background. 
But 10 years ago, Ilan used to be a corporate workaholic. Mm. Um, you know, I was working in digital media. I used to spend, uh, I don't know, I'd work till like two in the morning. I lived on junk food. I didn't exercise. I smoked like a, like a trooper. I would have had Olympic colors for smoking. And I was just like a totally different person. Now, there my identity was to be a very successful corporate person climbing up the corporate ladder. And now when I look at myself and I think, okay, you know, I'm someone who's sponsored by Adidas. I own uh, a health and fitness community. Um, people associate me with wellness. You know, at one stage I was a wellness warehouse ambassador. And like, if you told me, if you'd gone back like to 10 years ago and said, Ilan, in a few years time, this is going to be your life. I would have said, no, you're crazy. Because I'd never ever identified with being someone who was fit and healthy. Um, it just wasn't in my, my realm of possibility. Mm, yeah. so, so from that perspective, um, I've definitely had a major identity shift. And when I look back at hindsight now, um, it's really crazy. But what it's taught me is that I had certain limitations on my identity then. Yeah. Because I told myself, you know, I'm just someone who's not fit and healthy. I'm not someone who's in shape. Yeah. Uh, that's not really um, what's going to happen for me. And I think for both of us, uh, something to note is that these changes did not happen overnight. Absolutely. It happened in the space of years. I mean, we've been working it's on this now for 10 years and we're still making progress. Um, it happened step by step. And in the beginning, it was very much an uphill battle. Sure. You think, okay, I am now this corporate workaholic who now wants to start CrossFit for Elan. Yeah. Or for me, I am now this really overweight uh, adolescent who now wants to start going to gym. In both cases, we feel like we just didn't belong. Like it just felt, it felt wrong. Sure. Like I felt so out of place going to them. The only way I could do that was with a personal trainer. Um, I was almost embarrassed when yeah. I started going to train. I mean, there were days where I didn't even make it past the reception desk at the Virgin Active before turning around and going back to my car and going home. Yeah. Just from the anxiety of feeling so out of place. But the personal trainer I had, they helped make me feel more confident. They helped show me that I could actually do things, um, that I could actually do squats. I could feel like I belonged in the gym. And that slowly changed my identity. And suddenly I realized, hang on, like I am not stuck being who I am. Yeah. And I suddenly started to see this potential of a new Eric, a lot like how I am now. Yeah. And it gave me this empowering hope and empowering belief that I could change and that I could become someone else. And you know, your beliefs kind of drive your behaviors at the end of the day. If you believe you are a lazy couch potato, you're probably going to do more of those kind of things. But if you believe you're a runner, if you believe you're a weightlifter, if you believe the kind of person who eats healthy, then you're more likely to do, do those things instead. Exactly. And, and I mean, I think you've almost got to fake it till you make it. Yes, absolutely. So, so you know, we, we often talk about at one of the dinners we did an exercise where we help people identify their future you. Mm. So basically what that is, is you basically saying, this is the identity that I aspire to. This is who I want to be. So in think 12 about, months time. Think about a 12 month horizon. Mm. Like, who do you want to be in 12 months time? Do you want to be the, you know, the fit mom at school? Or, you know, do you want to be the fit guy in the office? Mm. You know, that identity that you thought that you could never have. Mm. It is available to you. And, you. and like Eric said, it's not an overnight thing. No. Maybe it'll even take you two years. But what you've got to do is along the way, you've almost got to reverse engineer. Okay, if I want to be this kind of person, if I want to have this kind of identity, yeah. what, are the, what are the type of things that that person does on a daily basis? You know, what would their daily routines be? Mm. So, for example, let's take running. 
Mm. Um, you know, you don't have to run marathons to be a runner. Mm. You've just got to put your shoes on and get outdoors and go for a run to be a runner. Yeah. You know, you can go for a run walk and you're a runner. You can't you know? be a runner if you're lying on a couch. Exactly. So you're just as much as a runner. If you run around the block um, and it takes you an hour or whatever it is, you're just as much a runner as someone who runs a marathon. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you don't have to have that limited belief. You can't say I'll never be a runner. But mm. the point is, is like it might take a long progression for you to get to the point of being someone who runs a half marathon. Mm. So you can now say to yourself, okay, well, if I wanted to run a half marathon, what would I have to do? Okay, a person who wanted to do that would probably have to, you know, get a training program, run three times a week, etc., do hills, whatever it is, whatever it takes. But the point is, is that you can already start to assume that identity of that runner um, before you can run those 21 kilometers. What I found helped me hugely here was the concept that although change doesn't happen overnight, you can start changing overnight. Mm. So what that means is you can think, okay, if I want to be a runner, if I want to be a fit and healthy person, what can I start doing tomorrow to be 1% more of that kind of person? If I think to myself, okay, if every single time I go to the gym, I become 1% more of a gym goer, I know I've just got to go to the gym 100 times and suddenly I'll feel a lot more like the kind of person who belongs in the gym. Yep. Yep. Same can be said every time I skip the gym, I become 1% less of a gym goer. So I know if I skip the gym too many times, yep. I'm going to start feeling out of place there. Yep. Uh, the same can be said for running, the same can be said for eating healthily, it can be the same for relationships and finances, all that kind of stuff. You don't have to completely change your behavior and your mindset overnight, but you have to start changing somewhere. And the best way to do it is to look and see how can you make small 1% changes, get 1% closer to who you want to be. Yeah, and you're creating like a new normal for yourself. Yeah. Like for me, the acid test is, like let's take your example of being someone who goes to the gym. Mm. And you're saying, you know, every time you go, you're going to become 1% more of a gym goer. Yes. So the way that I like to test if I'm getting somewhere in my identity shifts or whatever it is, is like you get to the point where it feels less normal not to do it. Yes. So for example... At the start of your journey, like if you're someone listening who has never been to the gym, Mm. in the beginning when you start going to the gym, you're still going to feel very, like a fish out of water. Yeah. You're still going to feel like you don't belong. And that's normal. You're still going to feel embarrassed. You might even feel ashamed, depending Mm. where you are. When you go to the gym, you might really think you stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. But I promise you now, if like you go a hundred times, like Erica suggested, Ultimately, what's going to happen is you're going to feel more comfortable. People are going to start to get to know you. They might be friendlier towards you. You will you'll be more familiar with the equipment, the environment. And over time, you are going to become a regular. Yeah. And then one day you're going to turn around um, at some point in your journey and you're going to think, geez, heck, it actually would feel more weird for me not to go to the gym um, a few times a week then to go to the gym. And that's when you know that you've really made that transition. It's interesting how your identity can change. And it isn't always like clear, uh, clear distinctions between when you are someone and when you aren't. Mm. But I think it all comes down to your mindset. Um, quite an interesting recent example for me is I have a wedding coming up next year, March, my own wedding. And we have just started doing dance classes literally this past week. So I've had about two lessons so far, and obviously I'm a completely terrible dancer. Jesus, is your best man, am I gonna have to dance as well? <laughs> oh yeah. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm so good. Humble place. brag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I was saying though, is about three years ago, I started taking dance classes for a different style of dancing. Uh, this is like an Afro-Latin salsa, bachata, kizomba, 
And that was like completely out of my comfort zone. But after about a year, I could comfortably say I, I was a dancer. Mm. Then COVID hit, haven't danced in almost two years. Mm. I don't feel like a dancer anymore. I, I wouldn't say I am. Yeah. Especially since I'm now learning new styles of dance, like ballroom and things like that. Sure. But I know it's just a matter of time. I've got to show up enough times and sooner or later, I'll feel much more comfortable there again. It's just a matter of actually uh, repeating it enough. But I knew the first step was I actually have to go to dance classes. Yeah, but it's going to be easier though. Yes, it is, it's a little bit easier. I'm a little more familiar, a little bit more comfortable, but I still don't feel like a dancer yet. Sure. I just know I've got to go and show up every single time. How can, every time I go, I get 1% better. I become 1% more of a dancer. Um, so if we go back to the concept here, you are who you think you are. The labels that we give ourselves, the identity that we wear, have a huge influence on our confidence to do things. I know that I was a dancer before. I know I can become one again. So that's the kind of identity I'm trying to give myself. So I have yes. confidence to go to classes. Uh, I know I'm a weightlifter. I have confidence to go to the gym. But at the end of the day, you have to decide what is the type of person you want to be. Like in the future, you like 12 months time, what is the type of person you want to be? And how can you reverse engineer that? Like Elan said, how can you prove that to yourself with these small 1% actions that you're taking every single day? Absolutely. And I think the other angle to this topic is, you know, we deal a lot with people specifically in our coaching, our private coaching, our group coaching. People mm. have very limiting beliefs. You know, this space is, you know, there's a lot of people in this space who are starting off with low self-esteem, mm. with, uh, you know, very little confidence. Yeah. And so for me, when I read that topic, who you are who you think you are, I think there's a lot of people in our community who... They, they have these limiting beliefs on themselves that they, they basically, that they're lazy or mm. that they have no willpower or that they're someone who just can't stick to anything. Yeah. And, you know, it's that, like, it's that Henry Ford quote, you know, whether you, you know, whether you write or, you know, whether you think you're right or you're wrong, you're right. Or whether you think you can or you can't. You're exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, sorry. Thanks for quoting it properly. But the point is, is that if you're walking around thinking, you know what, I've got no willpower, I can never stick to a plan then the fact is you probably won't be able to stick to a plan mm. because you've already told yourself that you're the kind of person who can't do it. Mm. And so the real shift is you've got to get to the point where you have to have a growth mindset. Um, it's that, that book by Carol Dweck, mm. you know, Growth Mindset. Yeah. I mean, highly recommend it. Um, it's, it's definitely like it's a book that you should read. And that's really what we're talking about. Like we're talking about having a growth mindset. You've got to be able to believe that you can be somebody different, mm. you know, and who you believe you can be is actually setting your, your potential. Yeah. So you're either limiting yourself or you, you basically are, are allowing yourself to have the potential to grow. So your, your beliefs are either limiting or they are empowering. Yeah. Um, but look, you know, from experience, I know that it's easy for us to say this. It's another thing to actually be in a situation where you truly believe you can't do it. Sure. And now you're going to overcome that. And I would like to offer some middle ground advice where you don't have to become super confident that you can do something. You just have to give yourself a chance. Um, a lot of people spend so much of their time beating themselves up, yeah. berating themselves, criticizing themselves, um, constantly thinking all these negative thoughts about themselves. I mean, I can remember like standing, like when I was always standing in the mirror looking at myself and like just thinking all these terrible thoughts about how I looked. Yeah. Like 
that it may feel productive in that moment, but what it actually does is it breaks you down. It makes you weaker. It's not a pleasant experience to go through. Yeah. So what if you just had a little bit of compassion? You kind of, you know, took your foot off your neck a bit so you could actually breathe mm. and gave yourself a chance saying, okay, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not 100% confident that I can do this just yet. Yeah. But I can try. Like, I have, like, there's, there's no reason why I can't. I mean, if anyone can, then why can't I? Um, give yourself a chance. Yeah. Try the smallest 1% change you can find you can think of if you want to become a runner maybe just go for a walk three times a week get into the habit of just getting out the door and moving your body yeah then okay maybe change one of them into a jog and then eventually wanting them to run and slowly build up from there that's how you really build that kind of confidence that okay maybe maybe i can actually do this um at the end of the day you are who you think you are I think it's excellent advice. And I mean, I agree with you. It's about finding that middle road because this isn't an overnight thing. And as Eric said, it's easy just to say it. Mm. But like one of the strongest examples that I can think of in my life is, you know, from when I gave up smoking. Oh. Um, you know, when you're a smoker, you identify as a smoker. Wow. And everyone else identifies you as a smoker. Yeah. So, you know, everyone knew that I was a chain smoker. My my. My employees at work, they knew that if they wanted to have a meeting with me, they'd have to go out into the smoking balcony and watch me smoke like two or three cigarettes while, you know, we had a meeting. And I, I, at, when, I, when I wanted to give up smoking, I literally didn't think it was possible. I thought there's no ways that I can enjoy life as a non-smoker mm. because smoking kind of punctuated my life. Yeah. And I just, I could not see any identity beyond being a smoker. Mm. And I proved to myself that I could do it. And now I can't believe that I was a smoker. You know, it, it blows my mind. It feels so surreal yeah. um, that I used to actually smoke a box and a half a day. It's crazy when I think about it, but it was for 16 years, that was a major, major part of my identity. Um, and it's just to show you guys out there, like if you're feeling really stuck right now, if you feeling like the, the, this is your identity and there's no way out of it, um, I just want to tell you that it's possible. Look, of course, you know, maybe you're not going to be a rock star or, you know, maybe, you know, you've got to set yourself realistic things. But I think most of the type of things that you, you know, the change that you want in your life, they are realistic and they are possible. You just broke my heart. I wanted to be a rock star. You're not going to be a rock star. Yeah. Well, maybe you will because you're younger than me. But I decided like at age 45 now, you know, people will say you can be anything you want to be. Like, I'm not going to probably be a world famous rock star. Yeah. And kind of like made peace with that. <laughs> but, you know, like most of the things that I want to achieve in my life are possible. You got to choose the battles. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And you know what? I, speaking of which, um, just remind again about the 21 day movement challenge. That is a great way to actually get started being a more active and fit person. Yeah. For those who don't actually know about it, every day for 21 days, we give you one small thing to do to help you be more active, be more fit, be more physical. Um, so again, if you haven't signed up yet, www.sleekeat.co.za forward slash energy, and it's free for the month of November. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, another limiting belief that I overcame was I, uh, for many years, and a lot of people don't believe this because they see me as a very confident, extroverted person. But for, for many years, I was too scared to talk to people in person. I was very good on social media, but in person, um, I generally didn't feel confident to talk to people. I felt like I was boring. I felt like I didn't have anything interesting to say. Mm. So, you know, you are who you think you are. I thought I was boring. You know, other people didn't think I was boring. 
But I thought I was boring. And it held you back. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, and also with when it came to dating or whatever, I used to struggle to go and approach women and talk to them because I felt like, oh, no, they don't want to talk to me. Um, and I, I had this belief. I would say to people, I don't know how to talk to women, yeah. which is actually not true. You know, I do know how to talk to women. I do know how to talk to women. And like, you know, I managed to overcome that. Yeah. And, you know, it was like it, it was almost like a rebirth. But it's amazing there because one, your belief was actually wrong. Like you said, like you thought you might be boring, but other people would disagree with you. Yeah. And two, that belief stopped you from actually doing it. Sure. But it is a completely false belief that stopped you from living your life. Absolutely. And I mean, this is a topic that, you know, we're always dealing with, you know, they call it imposter syndrome. Mm. Like even now being a health coach, mm. you know, you always think to yourself, you know, am I, do I know enough? Can I really help this person? Mm. I mean, no matter how much you've studied, no matter how much you've done, people in their careers, like how many people do you know that are accomplished in their careers and they think, I don't know anything or mm. they feel like they don't have anything to offer or people, they lose their job. They suddenly, you know, they're saying that they don't know what they can offer the world, but yeah. actually somebody yeah. else who knows them could tell you, oh, this person's got this talent, this skill, this ability. They just don't recognize But we've got a blind spot to it. Yeah. So, you know, I think your whole life, you're always going to be um, facing limiting beliefs. Yeah. Um, you know, financially, I mean, some people, they might feel like they're not entitled. They, they'll never be wealthy. Or they'll never be you know, happy. They'll never have money or they'll never have happy happiness. Um, or they'll never be in a happy relationship, mm. you know. So you need to interrogate all of these things and find out, like, you know, what ceilings are you placing on yourself and on your life? Yeah. Um, you know, what identity would you like to achieve? Yeah. And what are the steps to get there? It's interesting, you know, like, I, I find I don't enjoy things like mantras and... Things that people say to themselves. Like positive affirmations. Yeah, affirmations. Affirmation. It's just, I cringe. Like, I, I want to, like, just puke when I hear that kind of stuff. I love but that. But with that said, the things that you repeat to yourself in the head, just the thoughts you have, whether, whether they're intentional or unintentional, the things you repeat to yourself every single day determine who you are. Sure. So if you are someone who is constantly thinking, I suck, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I'll never be fit, I'll never be healthy, I'll never be thin. Um, if every single time you say that, you're just making it more and more difficult for yourself. So if you can notice those thoughts coming in and squash them, mm. um, there's actually an acronym called squash the ants, so squash yeah. the automatic negative thoughts. Yeah. Anytime you notice one of those automatic thoughts coming into your mind, squash, just stop thinking about it, move on, think about something else, or challenge it. Yeah. And say, well, why not? Like, why can't I do that why why can't i be different um most people are extremely hard on themselves what can harder on themselves than on other people absolutely absolutely what what you're right like completely and what can help us to think in other areas of your life we are successful yeah so we often tend to focus in the areas that we were terrible at things and we think well i just can't do this like i've got no willpower i've got no motivation but then you look at other areas of your life and you you see yourself excelling there because you're working hard you got the motivation you got the willpower so that thought just isn't true. You're just saying that you don't. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got clients that I've coached over the years who often, if they get something wrong or if they have a bad weekend or whatever, you know, the language that they use when they tell me about it, like, oh, you know, I'm a failure, I'm terrible. Like, you know, the type of words that they use to describe are not the right, not, not the right approach mm. because ultimately they should be seeing any uh, missteps as, as opportunities to learn and lessons and feedback yeah. rather than failure. 
Yeah. So, you know, I think, guys, be, be um, conscious of how you talk to yourself. Be conscious of these labels that you're giving yourself. Mm. And because those are going to influence your confidence to do things. Yeah. I mean, you can never do anything if you don't believe it's possible. So if you're going to embark on a health journey now, if you don't think it's possible for you to get to where you want to get to, then it's probably not. Yeah. And with that, I think we should wrap it up. Yeah, I think we've said what has to be said. We'll see you guys in the next podcast. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.